Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You are listening to the Qalam podcast Hurdle series, a study of Imam Ghazali's Minhajul Abidin by Sheikh Mikail Ahmed Smith. Jazakallah khair for your continued support, and we pray that this is beneficial. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Adameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arhamur rahimin. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his love. We ask Allah for the love of those actions that will gain his love. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the love of those people that he loves. Um, in this class, uh, this is our class number... I think eight, mashaAllah, uh, of studying Minhajul Abidin. Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, he dropped this gem on us of a book which is guiding us on this pathway of ibadah. And so ibadah is worship. It's the, it's the lifestyle of the believer. It's what we all want. We want to get home back to Allah. We want to get home to Jannah. But in order to go get Jannah, in order to reach Jannah, we have to walk this road of worship, this word of ibadah, this road of ibadah. And Imam Ghazali explains that this road is not an easy path to walk. It has so many different things on this path that can get in your way and stop you. And so for the last eight weeks, we've been studying the different things that come in the way. And we've reached this third hurdle. Um, in this third hurdle, he talked about uh, this nafs, this inner child, this inner desire, this lower self of, your, uh, of you that always wants the immediate gratification. And he says, if you don't conquer this, this, this nafs, he says you can't kill it because you need it. It's your riding beast. It's what gets you down that journey. You need it, right? But he said, if you learn how to train it, if you learn how to control it, it'll get you to your destination. It'll get you where you has to, have to be. But he says, you have to put the bridle of taqwa. We got it, y'all. Google search, yo. We got to put the bridle of taqwa into the mouth of this horse. Meaning this, this nafs that wants to do whatever it wants to do. No, you're not doing whatever you want to do. Because the, the mentality is quite simple. The mentality is if you let the nafs do what it wants to do, it doesn't stop. It will self-destruct. Some of us have lived that life before where we were just about to self-destruct. And Allah just picked us out of that and put us with the believers. Just picked us up and put us with the believers. So if you let this nafs, this lower self go, when it comes to food, when it comes to sexual desire, when it comes to drugs, when it comes to anything, if you just let it go, it will self-destruct. And so Islam, our prophet has taught us, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he has taught us that you have to overcome this nafs by putting in the mouth of this nafs the bridle of taqwa, consciousness of God. But see, that's very abstract for us. That's very abstract. Oh, just be more conscious of God. He goes, no, there are five specific limbs, five specific areas of your body that if you're able to watch these areas, if you're able to be careful of these areas, the rest of your body will be good. You'll be good on that path. And so he, he spoke about them, and I'm going to back up a little bit so that we can, we can come into this section. He says... He goes, فَإِنْ uh, قُلْتَ You may ask the question. فَنُفَصِلْ لَنَا الْآنِ هَذَا الْمَعْنَ فِي نَفْسِ Explain to us now what does it mean to apply this mentality of taqwa, God consciousness, awareness of God to my lower self. How do I actually do that? فَإِنَّ الْحَاجَ جَاءَتْ مِنْ هَا هُنَالِكَ That's why we're here. We want to know how to actually do that. He says, لِنَعْلَمْ كَيْفَ نُلْجِمْ how do we put that bridle and show me, walk me down that road, show me how to control? And he says, I'll tell you briefly. Whoever wants to be conscious of God, whoever wants that level of awareness of God, where their, their nafs is doing what their soul wants them to do. Their nafs, lower self, is doing what the soul wants from it. He says you have to take into consideration, you have to closely watch five different parts of you. Because these are the, the foundational parts of who we are. If you protect these, he says, 
If you protect these, it is my hope that the rest of you will be good. And they are the eyes, the ears, the tongue, the heart, and the stomach. It's my hope. Today we covered three of them, inshallah ta'ala. He says, if you, if you protect these, then you have established taqwa in your life. So he says, let's get into it. He says, having God consciousness regarding the five limbs. Before we read further. Before we read further. There's a verse of the Quran I want to read. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's verse number 179 of Surah A'raf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدَ ذَرَعْ Indeed, there is a, a large multitude of people that are prepared to go to the hellfire. I know it sounds harsh, but they chose the lifestyle. We, cho we choose our lifestyles, y'all. We make our bed, we lie in it. لَهُمْ قُلُوبُ But look at the description Allah gives of them. لَهُمْ قُلُوبُ They have hearts. لَا يَفْقَهُونَ بِهَا They don't feel with their hearts. They don't listen with their hearts. They don't connect with their hearts. وَلَهُمْ أَعْيُنٌ لَا يُبَسِرُونَ بِهَا They have eyes. They have eyes. They have the faculty of vision. لَا يُبَسِرُونَ بِهَا But they don't have insight. They don't look with the eyes. See, before I got into the, the, the advice that he's going to give us, I need us all to understand something. That there's an there's a, there's a alternate, there's a, there's a higher purpose for which Allah gave us what we have. And the thing I said three weeks ago is, Jannah is expensive. Don't sell yourself cheap. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a purpose for everything that he gave you. And when you use your eyes for haram, when you allow your ears to consume haram, what, that which Allah doesn't like, what we're realizing is you're not using it the way it's supposed to be used. You're not using it for that higher purpose that Allah created it for. See, see hear me out, y'all. Every, every animal has eyes. Every animal sees. But not every animal has insight. You know, I think it was Helen Keller. She was like, you know what's worse than being blind? Having no vision. Y'all remember Helen Keller? Right? Y'all did the project on that, eighth grade. <laughs> we all had that eighth grade project. You know what I'm talking about. Man, she was blind, but she said, don't look at me. I, What's worse than being blind is having no vision. And that's what we're talking about right now. Allah is saying they have eyes, but they don't have vision. They have ears, but they don't listen. Because hearing hasn't become listening. No. <laughs> then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They're like cattle. They're like livestock, like cows. But it sounds, it sounds harsh. It sounds harsh, but it's not harsh because Allah is trying to lift people up. You're not an animal. This is the crazy part. Allah created me and you in between angels and beasts. But some of us choose angelic route. Some of us choose the beast route. You can either lift up or lower yourself. It's your choice, y'all. You can either take these eyes and use them to focus on the flesh of other people and just see that. Or you could take these eyes and look deeper and see Allah and everything around you. Do you hear? You feel what I'm saying? So, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, indeed, there's a whole host of people that are headed towards Jahannam. What qualities do they have? The reason Allah is telling us this so that we don't be those people. They have hearts, but they can't emotionally connect to people. They don't feel with their hearts. They have eyes, but they don't use sight for its true purpose. And we're going to talk about that as we go further. What is the true purpose of sight? And how are we selling it short? They have ears, but they don't use it for what it's really for. They use it for other stuff. Allah says, these people are like beasts. How are they like beasts? Because they don't use it for a higher level for which they were created. To rise up to the levels of angels. Then Allah is like, You know why they're worse? 
You can't blame a cow for being a cow. It's doing what it's supposed to do. So Allah says, no, no, they're not like cows, they're worse. Because what's worse, what's worse than not having something is being given it and not appreciating it. Dropping yourself down. That's worse. That's worse. What's worse than not being educated is having access to education, but not taking the opportunity to learn. That's what's worse. And so Allah says, Belhum adal. No, they're worse than beasts because we gave them what they need. Now, so what we're going to talk about today, I just wanted to preface this. They're heedless. They're heedless. What that means is they're not aware of what's going on in this gathering. These gatherings are to wake us up. They're to wake us up to that deeper reality. So the first thing he talks about, as we preface this by saying, Allah has created your eyesight with a reason. Allah has created your eyesight for a reason. They don't use it for that reason. Before I talk about how not to use it, I want to talk about how to, how to use it. I want to talk about how to use the eyesight. Because we're going to look now. Imam Ghazali is going to teach us. Don't do this. Be careful of this. Be careful of that. But before we do that, I want, I want to talk about how we are supposed to use this eyesight. There's a hadith. It's a beautiful one. I think a lot of the married brothers can act on this and sisters. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Khayru ma yaknizul mar'a. It's your anniversary, right? All right, that's what's up. Khayru ma yaknizul mar'a. The best treasure that a man could have. This is our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaking to us. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon us, he said, the best treasure that a man could have is a righteous wife. Righteous. And then he says, When he looks at her, see, his eyes are meant to look at her. His eyes are meant to look at her. See, when he looks at her, he's appreciating God's blessing upon him. The prophet said when he looks at her, she brings joy to his heart. He's using his eyes the way Allah created them to be used at. There's a weak narration. I, I really thought about sharing it. It's narrated from Ibn Masood and others that when a, when a son or daughter looks at their, their, their parents with a, a pleased face and they bring joy to them, it brings joy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they get immense reward for that. What else are we supposed to look at? I'm going to go straight to, I'm going to hit home. A lot of y'all like to look in the mirror a lot. Oh. <laughs> a lot of y'all like to look in the mirror all the time. Y'all take out the phone. I thought people was looking at apps. They looking at themselves. <laughs> I didn't know that was the hack, y'all. Quick mirror, right? Listen to this. I read a narration, and I sent this to some of my teachers. I was like, should I share this with the people? They're like, share it. Ibn Mas'ud, Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala, Ibn Umar. Ibn Sirin was, a, was accompanying Ibn Umar, just keeping his company to learn from him. And he says, Kana Ibn Umar He says that Ibn Umar used to always kind of check himself in the mirror. And he would even travel with a mirror in his pocket. I'm justifying stuff. I don't want to justify it. So I asked him, فَقُلْتُ وَلِمَا يَعْنِي شَيْخْ You're a, you're a, you're a, you know, Ibn Umar, guys. Ibn Umar is the one who was most meticulous about following every sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Ibn Umar is on a, a higher level of righteousness. But he's walking around checking what he looks like often. So his student, Ibn Sirin, says, I asked him, يَا شَيْخْ لِمَادَ Why are you looking at yourself? He says, إِذَا نَذَرْتُ فِيهَا and I see, in, when I look in the mirror and I see something beautiful on me, I say, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> see, I, I thought, you know, with the Shabab, man, this was toxic hadith right here. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the deal. When the blessing becomes a true source of gratitude, it's, all, it's just a blessing. If every time, now here's the deal, though. Are you ready? The Prophet 
actually taught us a dua to read when you look in the mirror. Allahumma kama hasanta khalqi fahasin khuluqi. See, the objective of sight is to not be shallow with it. I think one of the reasons why Allah told us to lower our gaze from the beauty of a woman is so that we look beyond the external flesh and just that and see the true gold that lies within her. See, the Prophet ﷺ taught in this narration, hear me out. The Prophet said, when you look in the mirror, and we all do it all the time, and you see yourself and you're like, alhamdulillah. <laughs> Every one of us in this room, we look like, alhamdulillah, Allah, alhamdulillah. Everybody, mashallah. So, you know, I had a, it was, <laughs> I shouldn't share it. Yeah, whatever, it's all good, bismillah. <laughs> Nah, I can't. It's too big now. Okay. Bismillah. We need a smother, another small majlis where we just get together. <laughs> no, subhanAllah, the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all jokes aside, the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, when you look in the mirror and you see your beauty, the problem with our society today with TikTok, social media, all this, is that it becomes just superficial beauty. That's it. So the Prophet taught us something. Are you ready? This can change every time you look in the mirror to ibadah and make it something deeper. The Prophet وسلم, he said, when you look in the mirror, say this dua. I'm gonna say it in English so you don't forget it. Oh Allah, just as you made my face beautiful, make my heart beautiful too. Make my character beautiful too. Immediately the Prophet is taking us from the shallow external. Allah doesn't look at your face and your body. Allah actually looks at your heart. So he says, when you look in the mirror and you see that beauty, allow that beauty to bring you deeper to where you truly want to be beautiful at. Where it really counts. Where it really counts. So the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us Remember I told you the first verse, they have eyes but they don't see? What I was trying to tell you is we're, the eyes are not just so that we see ourselves in the reflection, but something beyond that. Let me give another example. The Prophet ﷺ, according to the verse of the Quran, when you see a white hair, yo, they're creeping, hate them. They're creeping. These boys think I'm young, though. They don't know. They're creeping, bro. When you see a white hair, remind you, remind yourself. The Nadir, the warner, has come. The Prophet ﷺ, in so many ahadith, he taught us to look at stuff, but don't look at that thing for itself. Look deeper beyond it. Example. What's the verse? insanu ila Some of y'all foodies on Instagram, I be seeing it. Especially my man, Ustad Abdurrahman Murphy, right? Oh, y'all ain't in the friends group, my bad. Okay. I'm just joking, I'm just joking, hey, my bad. So, so the, uh, look, food, subhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says you have that beautiful food in front of you. Are you just looking at that or are you able to see deeper than that? Then the Quran goes forward. Uh, on and on about, you see this food on your plate and you're like, yo, subhanAllah, where did this, Food, how did it get to me? So, so what I want us to understand is there are things that Allah wants us to look at, what we're supposed to focus on if we truly understand what our eyes are for. Now with that said, Imam Ghazali is about to tell all of us a bitter pill. Lower your gaze in the society we live in today. Lower your gaze. For those that don't understand, there is a verse of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says clearly to the men of this ummah, to the women of this ummah. Say to the believers, lower your gaze. And if you look in the dictionary at ghadda yaghuddu, it actually means when you pull the reins of the horse and cause it to bend down a little bit. What is it teaching us? Let's listen to him. He says, Alayka wa wa He says the first thing you need to do, may Allah give you tawfiq, and me, myself as well. Lita'atihi, if you want to be obedient to God. Bihifdil ayn, protect your eyes. I was talking to one scholar today. He was like, the eyes and the ears are doorways into your heart. But your heart is your home. 
Do you let anyone just stroll up in your house? Do you let any person walk in your house? You lock the door. You lock the door. And when they come in, you say, take off your shoes. Because I don't want your garbage from outside coming through my house. You let people, you don't let people in your house, but you let everybody on TikTok in your heart, yo. How do you just let people in your heart like that? Is, is, it, is it that lack of value to you? Because you could buy a new home. You can't buy a new heart. You can't buy a new heart. Man, from Jahiliya, I've seen images I can't forget. Imam Ghazali is going to say that in a moment. That one of the reasons you have to protect your eyes and your ears is because it's like food. He says, it's like food. I want to read his exact words. Imam Ghazali says, listen. That the words and the things that you see, they're like food. That hit inside of you. Don't we come here? Don't you come here for that nourishment? I was with Haytham. I was like, I was like how you doing? He's like, it's Wednesday, bro. I'm good. And I understood what he meant because Wednesday for me hit different. Because we get that spiritual nurturing. That's why Murphy named it uh, soul food. No joke. This is how we nurture the soul. By these words, these reminders. So he says, Allahu Akbar. He says that the words and the visions that you see, the things you allow in, they're like food. Some of it is good for you, some isn't. Some of it nurtures you and some of it is poison. 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 You know, my wife, she keeps me woke, hip, teaches me all the new stuff, you know what I mean? But sometimes I need to understand myself. So, uh, amen. I downloaded TikTok. Crack cocaine for your heart. I don't know how you stay strong with, 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 with this feed of nonsense. I don't know how your iman stays intact with just nonstop streaming of randomness. Conscious consumers, what does he say? He says some of it is good. It's, it's almost like, and I, I don't wanna belittle no one, but I wanna lift us up. Remember I said we could choose beast route or angelic route. It's like a bottom feeder with no regard for what comes next. Whatever you throw in front of me algorithm, I take from you. I'll take into my heart. It's okay. Just give me whatever you want. I'll take it in. And here we wonder why anxiety and worry is so high. Let's read. He says, He says, visions, what you see, and speech that you listen to are like food that come into your, in, into your stomach. He goes, لا بل إن بقاء الكلام وتجرؤه أكثر he goes, no, no, food is not even as bad as speech and what you see. Why? He goes, food, in one night you digest your food. In one night you digest your food. And even then, if not, Pepto-Bismol, you could. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol, you could. But indigestion, Tums, you could. You could take food, you could take Pepto-Bismol, it's gone. kalam, And this is what hit me hard. As far as speech goes, what you listen to and what you see. He says, insan. It comes in your heart. I told you, treat your house, your heart like a house. Who do you let in? He says, sometimes a word or a vision, an image that you saw comes into your heart. And he says, this isn't my words, this is his. He says, Perhaps it stays your entire life. You can't get that image or those words out of your heart ever. You're struggling with it forever. I know stuff I heard when I was 16, saw when I was 16, stuck in my head forever. Food, it can digest, it can go away. He goes, the things that you allow yourself to see and watch. And here's, what I, here's my thing. A lot of us in this room, they would say like, Sheikh, it's not that serious though. I would just say, you just ain't woke. 
You sleeping. It's not that I'm too serious, it's that you sleeping, bro. Because every second of yours is precious and you're just giving it to an algorithm, letting anything come into your home with no self-respect. And I don't mean to make us feel bad, I just want us to realize how great we are and how special we are. How special we are. You can't walk in my home with your shoes on, take them off. So he says, If it is something that comes in, the words or the sight, that is low, it just stays after you. Every now and then the thought comes back, the idea comes back. And due to that one thing you saw, every now and then thoughts come to you. Thoughts come to you. It, it's easier to block it before it comes than to let it come in and try to cure it. It's easier to block it before it comes in to let things into your heart and then try to uproot them. All these whispers all day you're sitting there like Astaghfirullah, Audhu Billah, Astaghfirullah, Audhu Billah. Why? Because you opened your ears and heart to something. Close it. Close it. وَيَعْدِلُ بِقَلْبِهِ أَن تَذَكُّرِهَا وَيَسْتَعِيذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شَرِّهَا You have to keep turning. He says literally you have to keep turning your heart away. Turning your heart away. And what's worse, y'all, can I really hit home? Sometimes it's right when we go, Allahu Akbar. And now those images are coming all to your heart, rushing to your heart. And you're like, astaghfirullah, what did I do to myself? What did I do to myself? Allahu Akbar. So what does he say? Let's go back. He says, uh, there are three things you need to recognize, focus on, understand. Three things. Allah tells us first and foremost, He says, Allah teaches us in the Quran. This is a Quranic verse. This is in our book. This is revealed on the Prophet Say to the believing men, lower your gaze from the opposite gender. Lower your gaze from anything that's going to cause fitna within you. Whatever's going to cause fitna, trials, tribulation, temptation within you, Lower your gaze from it. الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ And Allah says, sisters, you ain't left out of this either. He says, say to the believing women, lower your gaze. Lower your gaze. Why? Protect your chastity. ذَلِكَ Imam Ghazali says there's two reasons why. He says, Allah says, ذَلِكَ أَزْكَى لَهُمْ The word azka has two meanings. One is purity, the other is growth. What this, word, what this means is, if you learn to, co to control your gaze, you will purify your heart and then you'll see your spiritual growth go up. Some of us in this room were like, Shaykh, I'm stagnant spiritually. I'm stagnant. Here's the key. Two things. Purify yourself and start raising up. How? Lower the gaze. Allahu Akbar. He says, La buddha lil abd min imtithali amri sayyid. He said, we have to obey God. We have to obey Allah. Allah said to lower gaze, lower your gaze. And he says, فَلَا He goes, if you don't listen to him, don't expect to be in his presence in his sacred gatherings. Can I, when I heard this, I heard this like 17 years ago when my teacher said it. And I couldn't understand it. And I'm starting to understand it. One time, Uthman bin Affan, radiallahu an, he was extremely... Um, he was extremely shy, Sahaba, but he had a, a level of religious uh, practice unparalleled. So he used to have a gathering once a week where people used to come and sit with him. And one day he was sitting. I don't know how this is going to hit you, but it always hit me. One day he was sitting and, you know, the students started to come. And he looked up and he looked around. And after he looked around, he's like, why do people come here before they do Toba for what they looked at? Meaning, hold up. Meaning, his heart had become so clean that he could feel the filth that somebody else had seen. He was like, clean your heart, then come to these gatherings. Do Toba, say Astaghfirullah, then come. What I, the reason that hit me is because it has an effect. The things we look at have an effect. We think we're walking around, but it has an effect on us. So what does he say? Subhanallah. 
that is pure for you. What does the word azka mean? He says, It will purify your heart when you stop letting everything into your eyes. It will clean you. The second thing that it will do, that will increase, increase, that will level you up in spiritual growth. Zakat means to grow and lift up. So two things you get if you listen to this. Allah tells us that the one who lowers their gaze from haram, it will clean their heart and increase the good that they do. Why? He goes, that's because if you don't, here's what he says. He goes, if you don't control what you look at, then some of what you look at will be haram. See, he's not at a time when us, listen, we're looking at this, we're literally, we're randomly scrolling. He's talking about someone who's just walking down the street like whatever. Yeah, what's up? He's just looking everywhere. He goes, if you just walk down the street looking at everything, because you look at everything, some of everything is haram. So you undoubtedly going to land in some haram. But we, we're at a different level of it, y'all. We're at a different level of it. May Allah protect us. And I, and I, let's keep going. Uh, he goes, he goes, here's the bad part though. You'll, you'll be looking at everything, right? But sometimes you look at something and it gets stuck in your heart and you can't shake it. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, some don't. You saw it one time and it's stuck, stuck, stuck. It can't get it out. Now you have a fitna. It destroys you if you don't, if Allah doesn't have mercy upon you. So then he goes forward, uh, he goes forward, he goes, this is deep. He goes, you look at everything, now your brain is busy. Now all these whispers and thoughts keep coming to your mind. Listen, one of the problems we have, uh, we're going to break this down now. Imam Ghazali says this, specifically about looking at the opposite gender. Imam Ghazali says this. Imam Ghazali says the one who doesn't control their gaze will never find contentment with what they have, yani who they have. Say it again. Imam Ghazali says that the one who doesn't control their gaze will never find contentment with what they have, slash who they have. All they see is what they don't have. He says in another thing that hit me the hardest, he said, whoever just looks at everything, majnoon. No, no, he says majnoon, he's insane. Why? Because he drives himself insane by seeing everything he can't have. And on top of that, not valuing what it is that he does have. If you had never looked at it, you would have been mustarih. You would have been chilling the rest of the day. But now you allowed yourself to see it and now you're affected by it. So he goes forward. So now, when you lower your gaze, control what you look at. Don't look at what doesn't, con this, what doesn't concern you. This is heavy. If anyone has street smarts, ever walk through some tough areas, you learn don't look at what don't concern you. You don't get in trouble. But the moment you start making eye contact, problems. And that's what he's saying here. Don't look at what doesn't concern you. If you don't look at what doesn't concern you, you focus on you, you'll have a clean heart. You won't have all these thoughts racing through your mind. You will be alleviated from so many whispers. And this is the part I thought hit me so well, which was we are struggling and uh, 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 like endemic proportions of anxiety. But we're also just looking at everything everyone is doing. Everyone, everything, everyone, everything is doing. I, we might have some different vibes in a minute, yo. <laughs> Next thing he says, listen. Inna allaha khabirun. Is that rain? Allahu Akbar. It's the mercy of Allah. Inna allaha khabirun bima yasna'un. He says, pay close attention. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of all that you do. 
He says, that's the verse of the Quran. Allah says, lower your gaze, it will purify you, it will clean your heart, it will allow you to elevate yourself. And then he narrates a hadith. If there's only one hadith you need to help you reform, your ability to control your gaze is this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Indeed, gazing, gawking, staring at the adornments of a woman and vice versa. Vice versa, sisters, don't sleep. All those workout pages on Instagram, brothers be hitting the weights and stuff. We got to watch ourselves. That's a major fitna. So this is for both genders that we, we watch our, our, ourselves. The Prophet ﷺ said, listen though, this is heavy. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, it's a poisoned arrow from the quiver of shaitan. What's deep is if the arrow don't kill you, the poison will. The poison will. What that means is the effect after. The effect after. Okay, maybe that doesn't, isn't enough encouragement for you. Look at the next part. Whoever swallows that desire, looks the other way, lowers their gaze. Allah will allow you to taste the sweetness of ibadah. The sweetness of worship, the sweetness of ibadah. So, so one of the reasons the Prophet taught us that when we pray, we don't feel that sweetness, that, that, that lezza, is because of the eyes. So try this. Lower your intake, slow down what you're looking at. For one week, control what you're watching and watch that, that, that level of focus and pleasure come back to the prayer. Before we move on, he says, uh, he says, every limb of yours was created for a reason. And we'll go on to the ears next. Every limb of yours was created for a reason. He says, your eyes were actually created to see Allah in Jannah. That's it. That's it. Your eyes were created for you to see Allah in Jannah. But here's the deal. You got to learn to see him here in the things around you. You got to learn to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the rain coming down, satiating the water. You got to learn to be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the smile of your mother when she looks at you and smiles. We have to And I, please don't, don't, don't clip this joint And make me sound like some bidda stuff, y'all I'm not saying Allah is in everything I'm saying there's a sign in everything around us For us to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that's why throughout the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Travel through the earth And see the signs of God See what you can see So that you can come to the realization That he is haq I'll end with one verse before we move on to the ears. He says, uh, the verse is, Sanurihim ayatina fil afaqi wa fi anfusihim hatta yatabayyana lahum annahul haqq. Beautiful verse. Allah says, we will show you, me and you, we will show them our signs in the horizons and within their own selves. We will show them the signs until they realize that he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is true. So that's what the eyes are created for. And Imam Ghazali says, lower your gaze, control your gaze, be a conscious consumer of what you allow inside of you. Uh, the, heart, the, the heart is a house, it is your most sacred house. You have to protect it from what you allow into it. Imam Ghazali is teaching us that. We'll go forward. The next is the ears. Low key, there's not much different between the ears uh, and the heart, uh, and the eyes. The same concept is true. He says, Be careful of what you listen to. Be careful of what you listen to. From vulgarity and pointless talk. Pointless talk. Um, you know, a, a few weeks ago, I, I think the issue that we all have, y'all, is uh, we haven't realized that when we listen to speech, we get the same sin as the one speaking the speech. He says that right now. He says, you have to understand, number one, Some of us are, are, are pious enough, we're not going to talk about sin. We're not going to sit there and back by Ammu in front of people, right? But we'll sit there with the T too. We'll sit there. He says, the first thing you have to realize 
is anta sharik fil ithm. The one sitting there listening to it is the same as the one speaking it. So be conscious of that. Be aware of that. Here's something I want to get. If this doesn't, this may help you too. The Prophet ﷺ, because he was a role of a leader and kind of an adjudicator as well, people used to come up to him and sometimes complain about things other people did. And in one hadith, he comes out of his house and he says, hey, y'all, nobody tell me anything about anyone. Why? I hope someone in this gathering get, grabs onto this statement. He says, I want to go out to the people with a clean heart. I want to go out and not have no baggage about this person and that person and this person and that person. So the Prophet said, please, don't put it in my ears. Don't put it in my ears. And wallah, brothers and sisters, you know you got a true friend? You know you got a true friend when they save your heart from the drama of the, of the people? Y'all ain't feeling me. I had a friend two weeks ago. Some issue, I don't know what it was. I still don't even know. He was like, yo, shake, such and such, such and such. But I ain't even going to tell you so your heart can stay clean for it. But don't worry, we taking care of it. I was like, All right, alhamdulillah. <laughs> like, that's my man right there. Because he cares for the cleanliness of my heart. What do we do? <laughs> yo, bro. Girl, you don't even know. That ain't the half of it. You be adding stuff. That ain't even the half of it. You know what I mean? You be adding the tea to it, everything. Listen, y'all, it's, it's not a good look, yo. It's not a good look. It's not good for your heart to be desiring a fitna. You got to ask yourself, I know it sounds funny, but why do I desire to know all this stuff? Why do I want room in my heart? And I know some of us is like, dang, he hitting a core with me. This is my issue. Cool, we all got issues. We all got them. But we have to be people that I don't want to know the negative stuff about people. I want a clean heart towards people. And I want to leave their wrongs between them and God. Of course, someone doing something harming people, we ain't even talking about that. We're talking about things between them and God. Them and Allah. What in your heart desires, can I share? It's from the Quran. Allah speaks, those indeed those. Because Aisha radiallahu anha, real quick history lesson. Aisha radiallahu anha, our mother, wife of the Prophet وسلم, was accused of zina. Rumors started spreading. People started spreading it. Adultery. Oh my God, did you hear? Did you hear? She didn't do anything. The verses were revealed, not only exonerating her, but calling out the people that love to see fitness spread in the community. And I'm saying it loud right now so that we all realize how much of an even problem this is. So he says, uh, he says, you got to protect your ears. You got to protect your ears. And we got to talk about what to do with the ears because uh, that's one side of it. Number, number two. He goes, similar to the eyes though, right? He goes, whatever you allow into the ears, it stirs up your thinking and the whispers to your heart. Then you start to, then it just moves on. It goes from your, your hearing to your heart to your actions and now it becomes habit. It moves forward. And this is where he shares the words about um, the, the things that we listen to being worse than food. What should we listen to? Well, the first thing I want to highlight is a verse of the Quran. Because all of us are here right now, right? Nobody forced you to come. You got in the car, you jumped on the highway, you came through because you wanted to hear something beneficial. And I want us to all understand when Allah allows us to hear beneficial things, that's a sign that Allah wants good from us. There's a verse of Quran. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu atiullaha wa rasoolah wa la tawallaw anhu wa antum tasma'un O oh, you who believe, obey Allah and the Rasul. And don't turn away while you're listening. And don't be like those people who say they're listening, but they're really not listening. The worst beast in the sight of God is the one who is deaf, dumb, and doesn't think. And it's not about faculties but the depth inside. 
Walau alim Allahu, this is the part. If Allah knew, walau alim Allahu fihim khayrin la asma'ahum. If Allah knew there was good in these people, he would have allowed them to listen. What that means is the fact that Allah brings us to these gatherings where we listen to good things means that there's good in us and Allah wants us to glow that up, like lift that, lift that up. So the sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, loves us and knows there's good in us is that he allows us to listen to good things. And then there's a verse of the Quran, there's a, ver there's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which says that one time Ibn Masood said, I was with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. See, we all need good people to talk to and listen to. We all need good people to talk to and listen to. So when, when we're talking about, oh, I need to remove these negative influences that I'm listening to, you can't remove something without putting something else in place of that. And the best thing you could place, put in place of that is a good friend that will advise you to good things, that will tell you what you need to hear, not want to hear. That will elevate you, lift you up, and motivate you towards goodness. So one day the Prophet ﷺ was sitting with Ibn Mas'ud. And Ibn Mas'ud says, Ibn Mas'ud is sitting chilling with the Prophet. I want you to just imagine this. And the Prophet looks over at him and he says, Can you read some Quran to me? <laughs> like, me? To you, Ya Rasulullah? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he goes, فَقُلْتُ كَيْفَ أَقْرَأْ عَلَيْكَ وَعَلَيْكَ أَنزَلْ How can I read to you? It's revealed to you. Like, no. فَقَالَ He says, إِنِّي أُرِيدُ أَنْ أَسْمَعَهُ مِنْ غَيْرِي I need to hear it from someone else. See, look, a lot of us know what's right, but we need a friend or someone to say those things to us. Do you feel what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I know, I know. But I call my man up, he's like, yo, watch your intention. I'm like, yeah, bro. Thank you. Like, we need to, so the Prophet Sallallahu he said, la, inni uridu an asma'ahu min ghayri. I want to hear the Quran from somebody else. I need that good influence coming in. And I thought about this, y'all. Yo, this is deep. When we're not scrolling, we listen to the podcast. We got to put good things in there. You got to put good things in there. You, you know you driving. You ain't scrolling when you driving. We know that. Alhamdulillah. Right? <laughs> now, nah, for real, for real. That, that's really reckless, right? <laughs> so you're listening. But what are you listening to? Have that playlist curated already. Have that ready to go so that it's constantly, constantly khair, good coming into you. Constantly, constantly, constantly. The way I look at it is this. There are seeds of goodness that have been planted. Y'all good people. There are seeds of goodness to Hajjit, Quran, just goodness in you. But you got to water the seed, yo. The things you listen to are the water for the seeds of goodness within you. No, I, I mean that. Listen to this. A hadith is called a riwayah. Riwayah in Arabic is a narration, so it's a hadith. The words the prophets say, we call it a riwayah. But the word riwayah also means to give water. Because the words of the Prophet are water for your soul. If you are feeling dead and spiritually like down, I told y'all, ask my wife, we got a lily in the back of the house, a lily, a plant. If we don't water her, drama queen, just be laying over. The moment we put a little water, she just be up, showing her leaves off. Spiritually, some of us are like, man, I'm down. Last week we talked about Tahajjud. I hope y'all got it in. But if you're feeling down, you got to water. And that's why we come. This is Wednesday, these Mondays, these, uh, throughout the week, is to water that. So the word riwaya actually means to water something. And what we listen to is how we water the soul. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Inni uridu an asma'ahu min ghayri. I just want to hear it from somebody else. I want to hear it from somebody else. Allahu Akbar. Qala ibn Mas'ud. 
I started to read Surah An-Nisa. فَلَمَّا بَلَغْتُ قَوْلُهُ فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَأُولَاءِ شَهِيدٍ غَمَزَنِي رَسُولُ The Prophet poked me with his hand. And he said, حَسْبُكَ Stop, stop, stop. Because Ibn Masood was in a zone reading. He said, stop. Ibn Masood said, I opened my eyes and I looked at him. And his eyes, he was just crying. He was just crying. He was just crying. What I'm trying to tell you is even the Prophet ﷺ wanted to listen to good things so that the water of revelation could cause the water of tears to drop. The water of revelation could cause the water of tears to drop. I can't cry if you don't water the plant, yo. You gotta water the plant. That's what we hear for, alhamdulillah. That's why we hear alhamdulillah. But you gotta keep watering it, keep watering it, keep watering it, keep watering it. And before you know it, some stones water burst from them. Where did that come from? You watered it. So Imam Ghazali, he says, the eyes and the ears are doorways to the heart. The heart is a sacred home. Be careful what you let in. Of course, it means to not uh, look, stare, gawk, and lustfully gaze at the opposite gender but to look beyond things and see the depth and the meaning and the lessons that they have inside of them. We live in an age that it's all imagery. It's all images, all images, all images. So more than ever, we have to be conscious consumers about what we allow inside. Why? Because sometimes you see something or hear something and for the rest of your life, you have to pay the consequences of it. Even if you're forgiven, y'all. Even if you're forgiven. No sin, the sin is forgiven. But for the rest of your life, that image is stuck or those words are stuck in your head. The true friends are the people that won't put the garbage from them into you, but rather save you so that your heart is clean. Next week, Imam Ghazali is going to speak about the tongue. I'll just share one thing, y'all. <laughs> one of the scholars said, how many teeth are broken due to tongues? No, you ain't kidding. <laughs> This ain't me, because y'all think I'm hood and weird and stuff. <laughs> Literally, it says right here in Imam Ghazali, how many teeth are broken? Because of tongues. Control the tongue. We'll do that next week, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah give us the ability to, to, to control our eyes, not let them control us. May Allah allow us to use our eyes to see Allah's blessings around us. May Allah allow us to use our eyes to remember him and see things that make us remember that he is true. May Allah allow us to use our ears to uh, allow water into our soul, the water of revelation into our soul. May Allah protect us, protect us, protect us and remove any of our addictions and, and, and involvement in things that are throwing us off the track. Ya Allah, we ask you, please remove these things from our heart. Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Ya Allah, we come here. Ya Allah, we gather in these gatherings in order for our hearts to be nurtured and grow. Ya Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, please never take these blessings away from us. Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun. Wa Salamun Alil Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Zakhmullah Khair.